0: I never knew anybody wanted to record me before, but that's, uh, good. Um, uh, my sobriety date, uh, the way I normally start out is June the 12th, 2002. Um, and, uh, uh, Charlie, most people know, Charlie lives in what he says, Kentucky, I call it, uh, Greater Cincinnati uh, area. Um, And it's uh, basically, it's uh, part of the Rust Belt in the United States for people that don't know where we are, uh, right across the river from Cincinnati. Uh, I grew up in the area. Uh, actually grew up on the Ohio side and went to, uh, school there, um, and proceeded, uh, got a grad degree from XU and, uh, and I work as a CPA, um, and somewhere, uh, going through divorce, um. is when my drinking went from uh, very heavy to out of control.
1: Um, I managed uh, to. Uh, uh, I used to
0: coin a uh, phrase: uh, "I'm really thinking about thinking about giving up drinking," and I probably used that for the last three or four years of my drinking. Um, and, um, I had known, um, a group of attorneys that were all, um, that had gotten sober. Uh, I had called them and, uh, they arranged for me to go to a rehab facility, um, and basically, I was a vodka drinker. I never did pot or any of the other drugs. And in uh, Shepherd, and they sent me to a place called Shepherd Hill. And uh, Shepherd Hill is a rehab facility for uh, doctors and medical personnel pharmacists, and uh, drug salesmen. That was 99% of their population. And the reason why doctors went there is because uh, they could retain their uh, FDA license to prescribe uh, drugs after they got through the program. Um, The program was a 28-day program um most of the doctors that i that were in the program went through in 28 days uh the nurses tend to take longer for whatever reason and pharmacists uh were there literally for 6 months not exactly sure why how that was ranged and i happened to get a free bed there and i was
1: um And again, uh, it was a 28-day
0: program, and I was there for 135 days um, before I got released. And when I got released, uh, I went back to Cincinnati, where I was living at the time, didn't have a job, um, had a boatload of debt um typical things that you see from uh that prospect um and uh on the way home uh from shepherd hill which is outside of columbus which is about uh i'd say 175 miles from where cincinnati was um I managed to uh get drunk on the way home uh, some weird reason I managed to call um the Northern Kentucky Hospital, where Charlie now works saint Es they had a uh rehab facility as well here locally, and they also had outpatient if you completed their. Uh, trip uh, through the program and uh, it was basically all Delta airline employees at the time Um, and the thing that amazed me is of that group um, when I showed up for the first meeting I was the only person I think that was sober in the group which was kind of strange, but life it sort of was starting to come back, you know I found a uh, a independent job to do some work and things like that then uh for some odd reason, my liver shut down, and I was uh uh reviewed by uh, a liver doctor at the University of Cincinnati who told me I had fourth degree cirrhosis and I was in had to go to the atomic unit and they would drain uh, fluid out of your belly uh, when because your liver couldn't get rid of the toxics that are in your body um, and that happened rather suddenly, uh, unexpected. And, uh, UC, uh, offered me the ability, uh, to get another liver and you have to go back to 2002 because in those days, somebody had to die for you to be able to get a liver. Uh, they weren't able to, um, take existing livers in, um, and implant them yet by that time. Um, and uh, I went through the program to do that, but I never wound up getting a liver because I had to uh, talk to a psychiatrist and they had to be convinced, psychiatrists had to be convinced that uh, one is I wanted to live, and two, I wasn't going to drink again. And uh, the psychiatrist I had to go see, every time I we went to see him, he'd start out the meeting, and then he'd sort of fall asleep. And he just start snoring for the last 40 minutes of the meeting. It was rather weird, and I really didn't know. And... At the same time, you're in the, this endoscopy unit. And uh, to get an idea, uh, uh, they would drain 14 liters at the peak. They drain about 14 liters of this fluid off your belly and it would take three or four hours um and um, UC Hospital is the general hospital of the area. So consequently, um, you're out in open areas in the hospital, and it so happened the endoscopy unit, uh, if they were pumping that out, was on the uh, walkway back to the cafeteria. And uh, between the smell that you would have from the units and the pumping and all that, people were supposed to go back and eat food. And uh, it was a rather weird process. Um, And during that
1: thing, you had to... uh, I couldn't...
0: Really hold much in the way of liquids down during the week. The, um, is pretty limited. Um, and that's probably because most of the people in that unit died from alcohol poisoning because they couldn't stop drinking. And I think that the fact I was so sick, I was sicker than most. Uh, in that unit uh, gave me the opportunity to get some period of time sobriety or I probably would never have made it. Um, And it's that thing that I always look back and when people talk about um, the crisis in life, I always think through and try to remember um how hard it was and how painful it was. Um and something that is so bad can work out to be something that's so good. Um and it is all part of that. Um I It took, I think, about nine months of those treatments, and uh, my liver had repaired from where it was to what they called a stage two psoriasis. Um, And uh, they told me that was about as good as it was going to get, and that as long as I did not drink, um, uh, you know, I had a lifespan of three to five years.
1: Um, well, I, you know, you wind up
0: when you're faced with that, it, it sort of reflects on how you live your life. Um, And how you uh, react to stuff. And a lot of those challenges um, are the things that today make it a lot more easier to deal with when there's shit that happens bad in life and how you go forward.
1: Um, And so. The one thing through
0: all that uh, at that point was, um, you know, uh, I was, you know, you come out you, and they sit down and they, they do this conversation with you and um, and they point out uh, you know what you have to do, you know to be able to um, uh, to live a limited life and in each of those challenges seems like uh it gave you opportunity to see the world differently you know um it really reflected back on, uh, you know, it's this 24 hours that matters. It's the only thing that you can do. Um, and, and I, it's hard for me to, uh, when, um, people are coming into the program and are struggling and, Um, I rarely talk about those days, uh, to people,
1: um, because it's, you have to, you know,
0: I know for me,
1: I had a head
0: bottom and I just didn't know what bottom was. And when you find out where bottom is, it's
1: sort of, uh, Changes you um, and it, it's
0: it's also easier to be able to look and find the glass half full you know um of why you want to spend time uh why do you want to? uh be available, uh why you want to reach out and talk to other people. And it's it's very
1: it, it's those things that change you and um, and
0: it's those things that uh make it real clear that If you do these things, uh, you get to keep what you are giving away. And it's it's that one saying that never, ever made sense to me is you have to give it away to keep it. Well, until it, it becomes the last thing, it was not something that I could ever focus on and figure out how you do. And uh, I truly do believe that it's that giving away, that ability to smile in adversity, to be able to know that the world's going to be okay, um, that somehow this planet got into being in somehow uh with that i can do the next right thing um those are things to me that are really kind of great and it's
1: just hard to be able to figure out how you can do that um and the
0: other thing that it really motivated me to do is um is the service aspect of the program um and there's a lot of ways to be of service i mean there's no endless amount and you don't have, <clears throat> have to be service in aa to be service to mankind you know it's the ability to reach out the ability to say good morning it's the ability to uh you know it's in, in Cincinnati it's uh below 20 degrees and most people or would in Cincinnati would complain about it but in reality it it the change of seasons is what makes the living in this kind of area so great is because you get to see all four seasons. Um, if you're in a warmer climate, you don't. In a colder climate, the summer seasons are very quick and fast. Um, here, they're equal distant, and it's the ability to be able to enjoy each of those and spread that joy among the people around, uh, which I I really
1: uh, gravitate to. Um, So, um, but, uh, and after uh, after I got out of the endoscopy unit um, and
0: uh, I was one of the survivors Uh, the Cleveland Clinic put together a program Uh, they found 50 other people that had uh, 4th degree cirrhosis that managed to survive and their liver had improved and uh and it required uh that you needed to uh fill a little questionnaire, answer somebody's phone call once a month and um, I had uh met uh one person uh from the group I just happened to meet them uh in Nashville, Tennessee. A weird AA meeting that I met, but it was a little bit over a year, not quite 18 months. Uh, The person that called me from the Cleveland Clinic uh, told me that they're disbanding the program, and I asked them why. They said, well, you're the only one that's still alive. And I said, how can that be? And she said, you're the only one that didn't drink.
1: And, and it really got back to me that
0: at that point, and it was also the point I had uh, started working full-time again. Um, I I was out. And about, you know, uh I wasn't uh always sick. Um and I just I couldn't believe that that but it showed me
1: how powerful this disease was. And um uh, and how
0: it doesn't go away and doesn't disappear and how you have to be, um, in my mind, very active in, uh, the stuff you do, um, and how you spend your time and how you can, um, do things to get the, um, I call it the refresher, you know, to be psyched, to show up, um, to know that you've been given a gift and it's your choice if you want to keep the gift or if you want to send it back. It's your, your choice to decide if you want to find happiness or not. I think all those things uh came,
1: you know, because I I was just stunned. Uh you know, um and, and and time and time again you
0: see people that have made their way to the rooms, started down the path. And somehow they lose their focus. I, I don't know what it is. And they, they allow other things to creep in and, um, change how they think and feel. And, uh, and when I start the day, that's always in my initial, um, prayer uh, is that I remember and I'm always appreciative of those times and uh,
1: there's nothing that will happen today that's so bad that I can't find the goodness in it and uh And the only
0: other thing is I can tell you is uh, on anniversaries that are fives, tens, and uh, when
1: I hit 20 years, um, I
0: guess I expect something banner to happen or something, but the world seems to get weird around those. Those drop points, and I, I can't tell you why. Um, uh, I was sweating bullets getting through, uh, from 19 and three quarters years to 20 years, and for no reason. It was really no reason whatsoever. I mean, it was just, his life is normal, except when you look at it through the crazy lenses,
1: it was split and difficult and uh, it really shouldn't have been Um, well that's all I I got Uh, I hope uh,
0: I uh, I made uh, somebody's day
1: a little bit better than it would have been anyhow thank you all for having me